Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from Expedition Bigfoot. You're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's hysteria! Mike, have you ever encountered a humanoid terror? Yeah, I have. Oh my God! Yes, I really have. And I now I, you think I'm joking, and you're just waiting and you're watching my face to see how pokerish it is, aren't you? One hundred percent, my friend. And I am telling you that this, and I'm telling you this absolute, honest truth. Okay. All right, all right. I'm I'm waiting. I'm, I'm I I'm have interested. seen, dealt with, and everything else you can go along with it. Uh, it was actually my first wife. So, see, I I knew I should have had the sound sound bites ready. I needed that little, uh, you know, and, the, the, and actually, you the know, snare yeah. and the and the and the hi hat, you know. Yep, yep. I was I I was waiting for. I think that's your second or maybe maybe it was from a few weeks ago now. But you've you've had uh, at least two ex-wife jokes now. Um, Have I? Yeah, because I asked well. because one of our hypotheticals from from an episode a, a week or so ago, or however long it was. I'm losing track of time. Um, the question was posed: what what would be the worst place to be stuck at as a ghost? Oh, yeah, and you said at <laughs> I remember ex, that well at my ex-wife's house. <laughs> so, I and I meant it. <laughs> I know you meant it, and <laughs> and now you throw out the humanoid terror as a reference to your ex-wife. Now, is this the same ex-wife that you are referring to, um, or are are you know? Because I know there's there's two, right, or three, or uh, how many three. damn times were you married? I am on my fourth now. Thank you very okay, much. All right. Well, good for you. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, this, is it, this is it. I know that this is it because uh, because I was at that one. I was at yes. that wedding. I was your 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 best little man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I don't know if I was your yeah. best. I, I wasn't your best little man. I was just up there. You didn't have a best man, or did you? Yeah, you. Yes, you were. It was me. Okay. That's what I when I first asked you. I I I distinctly said the words best man. I know, but I thought like best men like they held the the ring or something like that. But you guys didn't do any of that stuff. You didn't like. No, that was because we had a ring bearer. Oh yeah, okay, and a flower girl. That's very yeah. true. That's very true. So, which which greatly reduced your duties. <laughs> it did. I just <laughs> I just stood there. That's all I did, and I, and and I, and yeah. I sweat because it was it was very warm out that day. Um, and you made me promise to not make you uh, do a speech. I did. I did. Um, well, but yeah. looking back, it was like, well, what you know, that wouldn't have been a big deal at all. I mean, everyone there was pleasant and wonderful. Absolutely, and they were. It wouldn't have been an issue. But I'm when I'm looking back at that at that wedding, 
it's hard for me to recall everything because immediately following that uh, wedding, I got extremely sick. And um, guess what? I've been extremely sick again. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, Mike. Apologies to all of our, you know, seven or eight or maybe 10 or so listeners who missed out on us last week. But man alive, I could just feel it coming on. I don't know if you remember, Mike, last Saturday I texted you and I said, yeah, maybe we could do this tomorrow, Sunday. Yep. You know, I have a meeting with my brother and I'll be good to go tomorrow. I started feeling super drowsy and just down that Saturday night. I haven't really felt any better since then. Finally, the last few days have been back to work. Holy cow, Mike, I got nailed with something. It wasn't fun. So apologies to everyone who missed us. So did you have the COVID? I don't think so. Um, nah. With the new job, I've been exposed oh, hell um, yeah. to loads and loads of sick, hacking children and who are carrying who knows what. And um, as my coworkers um, pleasantly refer to it, yes, you are walking into a cesspool when you work mm-hmm. at well, a do you care school to facility. Let, and do, you, do you care to let the listeners know what it is you're doing now? Well, you know what? It is a job that is that I do feel really good about myself yes, when I get home. Absolutely. From, when I get home from work, um, you know, even though I missed two days already, I had to. I, Mike, it sucked. Twenty-two years at the prior job, I can count on one hand the amount of times I had to call in multiple days mm-hmm. due to sickness. Less than two weeks into my new job, I've already done it. <laughs> you know, two days in a row, I had to. I just couldn't function. And then, then it was not your choice. And then Bridget came home sick too. She stayed home a day as well. I mean, there's just a ton of crap going around. Um, but yeah, but I'm working at school. And I'm working with special needs children, and it's it's been a challenge, Mike. Holy cow, it's been a challenge, but it's been pretty pretty rewarding, you know. And I'm looking, uh, I'm, I'm sure looking forward to. Um, you know, expounding on that. And so every day is different. That's one thing, man. Every day is different. So it's it's been unique, but um, hey, one foot in front of the other, right? Now, Mike, That's look, right. Mike has a look of consternation on his face. What happened? Well, you, consternation? What the hell does that mean? Just go with it. Just, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> no, I was moving something. Yeah, I, I know what it meant. What does that mean? My goodness gracious, would you stop playing the dumb guy <laughs> role for once? Come on. Yeah. Well, I just had to move something in a corner of my new setup here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mike's setup. It confused me for a little bit. I was trying to figure out where you were. I was like, Mike's been abducted. He's on a spacecraft right now. Yeah. <laughs> See, I got that I got I got more spooky. things to look at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It looks pretty cool, man. It looks pretty cozy. Um the sound it sounds like it um no pun intended by saying it sounds like, but um maybe perhaps you're a little more enclosed now and some of the it is. It is definitely more enclosed. You don't have to listen to Mary's hacking, wailing laughter in the background anymore. Yeah. I'm kidding because no. she probably, you know, she'll I think that'll that. always come through one way or another. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, getting back to humanoid terrors, Mike, aside from your ex wife, um, you know what I'm referring to when, I, when uh, I throw out that phrase, humanoid terrors, I'm assuming you Yes. Um, in this case, as far as this episode goes, we're talking about, <clears throat> gosh, how do you want to describe it other than that? Alleged encounters with beyond frightening, eerily human-like, but they damn well aren't human 
right creatures of some sort. We're not talking about just the basic oh. uh, Bigfoot uh, right. encounters, or even like the the Wendigo or or Hat yeah. Man or anything like that. They are of a different ilk of kind those. Of, very well, very well said, Mike. Yes, definite <laughs> ilk. Um, yeah, we came across a pretty cool. Um, a menagerie of alleged encounters, and we're going to kind of we're going to kind of pick and choose of, from some of the most bizarre ones here. It's going to be a good a good um, conversation. It is good be, to be back. In case you are new to the program, this is the Paranormally Zone, your weekly dose of all things. Hey, you guessed it, paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host. With the ghosts, the man who needs no introduction, literally, finally, because I can't think of anything, Mr. Mike Carbno. It is good to see you. I'm sorry that I wimped out last week. Oh, you didn't wimp out. You did what you had to do. Did I? Yes, did you I really? did. Do I sound? Absolutely. Do I sound okay? I mean, my throat is still kind of effed up a little bit. Um, It sounds a little bit off, but not. Okay. Just just barely. Just a little less nasally than usual, maybe? Or or <laughs> Yeah, you, you sound like you're just at the extreme tail end of whatever oh, sure. illness you may have had. Gotcha. 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 Whatever gotcha. kind of ilkness you had. <laughs> what, what was the what was the ilk of your illness? I don't know. Do not know, but uh, hopefully that's in the rear view mirror. Yeah, some of the stuff I wrote down here, Mike, is kind of interesting. I'm looking forward to diving into some of these possibilities. You threw out a great one yesterday when we were uh, kind of texting back and forth, and you you threw out the idea about some of these alleged cryptids. Yeah, there Sorry. it is. It wouldn't be an episode without Mike's phone dinging. I Mike, can't turn the dang thing off. Mike cannot figure out his own dinghy. <laughs> but that's okay. Now, <laughs> now he's staring at it again. All right. <laughs> He's holding it upside down. Oh, hey, I might have done it. Okay, let's go with that. Listen okay. to that. I might have done it. <laughs> okay. I might have got her fixed, <laughs> but I don't know. I might have got her done there. That's pretty impressive there, my I hope friend. I fixed it uh, because Patrick scares me <laughs> every time a, a little sound comes up. <laughs> And those sounds aren't just from me either. He's not talking right. about some little sounds from, from little yes. Patrick. So, um, see, I lost my train of thought already. Hey, you, listeners, you're going to have to give me a little uh, uh, a leash here because uh, I'm recovering. I, I can't say that enough. But, uh, Mike, by the way. Yes. Before I share that text message you sent to me. Because, again, mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty profound. What are you doing? Goodness I'm trying to fix a cord on my mic. Gotta look like I... <sighs> Okay, I'm done. Good God, dude. Okay. Oh, I'm just... Does, okay. does, does all of this stuff literally happen at the moment? I mean, you don't have any chance to, like, adjust this shit before you... Well, I, this is actually just, you know, like, an hour away from being done, my movement. Okay, my <laughs> okay, now uh, backtracking again. Are you done? Are you done adjusting? Anything yes, else that's going to yes. happen? Okay. Before I share that wonderfully um, lucid <laughs> text, I don't know if it was lucid, but it was it was thought provoking. Okay. Text that you sent me uh, yesterday regarding this topic. Did you mail out the award to Angela Don? No, I have not yet because I am oh. still going through a number of 
That's okay. Prizes. A number. That need to, see, I need to have the right package together because there's. Why did you pause when you? Why did you pause there? He said you're still going it through was, a number it was a of dramatic, dramatic pause. Okay. I. <laughs> um, I have a plethora of items in there, so <clears throat> I need to have, make sure they're wrapped because some of them are fragile. They might break. In transit, and I don't want that to happen. Oh, good lord! That's the last thing that we want our so, listeners to experience. Angela Don, if uh, you know it's it's coming, I promise. So, yeah, don't get your hopes up. I'm kidding. No, they'll get no, there. No, seriously, they'll get there. Oh, they'll get there. No, I'm no man. You should see all the stuff I got laid out. Oh, I believe that I you. Just choose from. I be I believe you. I totally believe you. Yeah. So. <laughs> Now he's just staring at me. I'm waiting for your next. Oh, that's right. Oh, movement yeah. here. <clears throat> the I I won't share the exact uh, the the text exactly word for word, but you okay. threw out the idea about some of these like alleged humanoid terrors. You know the encounters with some of these creepy, wacky, usually bipedal, weird things. You're like, what if this is like conjured up? Literally, literally conjured up by. The human, I guess, psyche in general. You know, we've, I think we've mentioned stuff like this before, in particular when we talked about um, <clears throat> the Slender Man phenomena, you know, about such a thing possibly being conjured up from thin air from the power of the human mind. So I kind of right. like this idea, Mike, how many, if not all of these encounters, not saying they're from the imagination, but they've been actually created. Right. By the power of our yeah, given minds. given the energy to exist in real life. So I mean that if okay, if that is something as a possibility, I love that idea to conjure up something of a of a physical embodiment, you know, something that is, you know, tangible, you know, you could touch, you can poke, you can poke with a stick. Hey. Mm -hmm. Um make it do the Pillsbury doughboy. Absolutely. Laugh. You could make it do whatever you want. Um, not only does it make you well, I shouldn't say make you, not only does it make you wonder about the power of the mind and that whole other, that's a whole other ball of wax you know, about what is real and what isn't and yada, yada, yada. But that has to make you wonder, especially if you're a skeptic, Mike. That's right. Are all of these ghosty encounters all just a part of our human imagination? <laughs> are they real? I'm doing air quotes, real but only because we have created them. It's a whole uh, other ball of wax, like I said, but it's something that something to ponder. Yes, it it is a ponderable. Can you say that? Say our listeners have been waiting to hear you say do it. Oh man, you got some deep reverb going there too. That was pretty cool. Sound like a I don't know, an expulsion of gas of some sort, but that was pretty cool. Expulsion of gas. Yeah, nothing wrong with expulsions of gas. Well, Mike, should we dive into some of these weird, wacky, wild stuff, or are we are, are we done with the with the worthless uh, intros? Intro gabberation, maybe, maybe. You know, we do um, get feedback from time to time, and I know throughout the years, I've been told various things about cut the length of the intros down. I've heard, really? I've heard. Well, why don't you tell me these things? I, I, just, <laughs> let, I, I'm, I'm trying to um, explain. Okay, go ahead. You know, 
I'm saying throughout the years. I've heard. Okay. You know, I've heard. I've heard the gamut. You know, from cut the intros down to no, we love the intros. They're the best part oh, yeah. of the show. You know, and it's, it's like, well, what the hell? What you know? What what do we do? And if you if you are a longtime listener, you you've traveled with us, so to speak, audibly, and you've gone through the changes that we've experimented with, and and failed it. Oh yeah, more often than not, <laughs> more often than not, you know. But uh, hey, it's worth it. Every attempt, even if you fail, is worth the try. Yeah, even the name change. You had to throw that out there. Didn't you? <laughs> had okay. to throw. Let's that not out go there. there. Okay. No, I'm go- well. I'm you just you just mentioned something that I have to I have to elaborate a little bit on that one now. Okay, go ahead. Thank you very much. I love the name. I love our new name 900 times better than the prior name. I think you right. do too. I think you do too. I do. Yeah, absolutely. But God damn, did I screw it up how to go about that. My Lord, talk about failure. Um, yeah, let's just pull a fast one on our fairly large listening community at the time and just totally change the name, change the podcast feed, podcast feed from one week to the next. All of a sudden, bam, I'm, still, I'm certain that there are listeners out there going, what the hell happened to these guys? They literally disappeared. Yeah, yeah. I did it wrong. And you did it your way. A very wrong way. And um, I, yes, exactly. That's my sentiments exactly. <laughs> Good old-fashioned fart sounds. So, uh, but that's okay. I mean, you know, like you said, you know, trial and error and yeah. things happen. I just don't know if we've recovered from that one. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Well, Mike, we, enough but, of this. We, yeah, okay. I just wanted to say, though, that Please do. You know, it wasn't too bad because when you change it from, from the one name to what we are now, we did only go from 20 listeners down to 15. So. That's right. You know, that's right. But that's still 25%, so, you know. But, so. Yeah, but when you think about it, you know. that's See, so if we had like, you know, 5 million listeners and you lost 25% of those overnight, like, man, that's, that's no, something. No biggie. That's Not something. that it wouldn't uh, bother us because, you know. But anyway, go ahead. I, I didn't mean to, you know. I'm depressed now. Pull us back into this I'm depressed. same conversation. I'm depressed at the thought of my own failure. But that's okay. Mike can take over as host anytime he wants. He often asks me when he can host the show by himself. You should, you, uh, you should see the look of excitement on his face when he's just begging me. Begging yeah. me. To go on air by himself for an hour, an hour and a half. Would you be able to do that? Uh, you want to? Why you don't? You beg no, I don't me to want, do that. I I do not want to, but I think it, it's it's a possibility that I could, but no guarantee. So am I? So what you're saying is I am like your your your. Uh, I am your Fernwood to your Fred Willard. You know, back in do you remember that show Fernwood tonight? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Martin Mull and Fred Willard. Ah, as a reference. Anyone else out there know what the hell I'm talking about? Fernwood tonight? I don't know. I'd like to hear from you. It kind of goes uh, in the same same lines as... Uh, this show. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Really? Does it now? I think you're right. Yeah, well, back then, you know. Yeah, I know Louise you. Lasser. I, I saw her in person. Who the hell is Louise Lasser? Well, she played Mary Hartman. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Saw her in Hollywood actually she walked by me on the street (laughs) 
And you anyway, you didn't like frighten her. You didn't run up to her and say, "I know you." <laughs> I, I know. I actually ran behind her, going, "Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman." <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, that's that's a lot better. A lot she better. She turned around and looked at me, and then she ran. <laughs> oh man! No, I did not say anything to her. But a true story, though. Well, I hope those who enjoy the long, pointless intros um, are still around because. Uh, this has been a long, pointless intro, but it's been fun. Yeah, well, we probably lost some of those listeners that well, you know, may, uh, may have thought we need to shorten our intro. Well, because you know, a lot of people go by that podcasting 101, Mike, where they say, you know, new listeners, they check you out. It's, it's within one to three minutes, I believe, that they decide if they're going to listen to the rest of the episode or not. And so sure, that um, makes sense. I'm thinking we probably lose about 90% of people. We probably have a lot of clicks. But not a lot of listens. <laughs> hmm. no, I don't know. Well, we can we can adjust that a little bit. I think so. I think so. And I'm okay. I, <laughs> I apologize, everybody. Time to get started here. My mind is a little wonky, but that's okay. I'm getting better. I'm fighting through this damn deluge of sickness, and I'm here. Paranormal Zone is back, boys and girls. Mike is full throttle, ready to go. Let's start. All joking aside, humanoid terrors. Some of these things are downright creepy. Mike, um, and downright ridiculous. Some of them. Well, of course, of course. You know, <laughs> um, you have to take every all these with a grain of grain of salt. Of course, you do. Of course, that you is do. true. But some of them are a little more believable, I guess, uh, to use that term. Some are more believable than the others. But again, we're here with an open mind. Some people claim to have seen something. How often? How many of those? What percentage are just plain lying? And how many? Legit saw something that they cannot explain. We weren't there, obviously. Who the hell knows? We're kind of focusing on stuff that is literally humanoid in nature. Mike, go figure. Now, when I right. when I say humanoid, uh, some of the characteristics that we're looking at here, are some of these similar characteristics, uh, they, these encounters with these alleged cryptids, the cryptids usually have two eyes, two eyeballs, Mike. Known as binocular vision. Binocular vision, that is right. Um, they usually, more than often than not, have the ability to walk upright. Claim. Biomechanic bipedalism, that is called. Wow, you must be looking at the same shit that... You know. <laughs> so what, I, do you think I'm pulling that out of my ass? No, of oh, course. Ah, shit. <laughs> Don't give away the secrets, Mike. You, sound, you sounded brilliant. Okay. So now you now you don't sound like you're pulling it out of your butt. <laughs> well, no, I'm reading my professional notes here. You see? Okay, you got it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, keep following me up. Following uh, me up here, smarty pants. They are <laughs> anthropomorphic. Okay, what what do you got to follow that up there, uh, Jacques Cousteau? <laughs> I don't. Know what anthropomorphic. I don't know why the hell I called you Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> well, uh, not quite human. Like human mixed with another animal, anthropomorphic. There you go. Opposable thumbs. You yes, that, that, like the great apes, possibly, right. and the humans. And humans, exactly, exactly. Uh, the ability to allegedly build structures, uh, abodes of some nature, and potentially the ability to communicate with other humanoids. Now, and Mike is taking a large sip of, I don't know what that was, tea? You got tea going now, Mike? Yeah, no, no it's just some kind of a juice. Oh, you like it, the juice, huh? <laughs> I like that juice. Not an alcoholic. Well, no, that's fine. You don't have... Okay, we all know you're a teetotaler nowadays, okay? It's fine. Oh, that's right. Okay. 
Well, I don't want you to think that I fell off the wagon or anything. No. But anyway. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, you said the ability to build. Yep. Yeah, he, Mike. Now you, you froze up a bit. But yeah, the ability to build structures. Yeah, so um, <laughs> and finally, the ability to communicate with other alleged humanoids. Now, that'd be one thing to encounter one humanoid. Can you imagine one of these humanoid terrors? Can you imagine actually encountering multiple at the same time and hearing them communicate? Oh, man, I don't know why that's striking me as funny. It's like, what the hell would they sound like? Um, they would sound perhaps better than us, maybe. I don't know. Oh, Mike sighed. Wow, yeah. Well, I, I like the whoop-whoops from the Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, the big feats, whoops-whoops. Those are pretty darn good. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm distracted because Mike's frozen. I'm sure I'm frozen to him, too. You are fr you are frozen, too, yes. It just would not be an episode of the Paranormal Zone without poor internet connection. I don't know what the hell the podcasting gods have against us, but it's like, Christ almighty, I'm tired of it. We finally started rolling here after wasting everyone's time for 20 minutes, and then the internet connection goes bad. I'm feisty. But yes, can communicate with other humanoids, meaning a structured language that yeah. uh, is not necessarily human sounding. Like, yeah, I mean, in all, in all sincerity, all jokes aside, that would be flipping interesting, but terrifying to hear such communications. Right. Uh, since I did lose that link that I had sent you, I'm going to go find the message I sent to you and open it because I'm brilliant. Yeah, this is a, <laughs> this is an awesome list here, Mike. Uh, we're going to, like I said earlier, we're going to pick and choose some of these just bizarre tales. Some of them are well-known. We'll skip through those. Um, Black-eyed children, always terrified, but or terrifying, but I think we had a episode dedicated to the black-eyed children a few years it, ago. That uh, fascinating subject. Yeah, they terrify me. Absolutely terrify me. Um, some of them are beyond ridiculous. Some of them you don't know if they're... If they're cryptid related at all like the bunny man encounter mike um supposedly this map humanoid bunny was spotted carrying a knife and it was like involved in an alleged murder and it's like well i don't know about that one it seems a little far-fetched i mean might have been just some loony deciding to dress up in a bunny outfit before he committed his heinous crimes you know so we're gonna skip through stuff like that um you have the fun uh but yet crazy Bunyip. I just love saying that name. The Bunyip. Bunyip. <laughs> I like saying the Ahool as well. I know. It reminds me of Ghostbusters. It reminds me of like, you know, Zool and all that shite. Where should we start, Mike? Some of the stuff I wrote down earlier, um, the Pale Crawlers is one that is just, that actually is the image of this episode is, Alleged, again, there's that word again, allegedly a, a photo capture of one of these pale crawlers. Some of them referred to as, some of them are referred to as what is known as the rake. Um, the photo could be a complete fake. It could be a fake rake, um, but we do not know. The Dobar Chew, crazy. Uh, the, the gender uwo, or is it the gender uwu? It would rhyme with the Dobar. Uh, yeah. The squonk. The squonk. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about that on Patreon before, I think. The squonk. I just love that name. Uh, the Grafton Monster. Um, the 
dice devil of Eklund County. There's so many to choose from. Let's get going. Yes. Choose. Pick choose wisely. Well, I'm going to start with the dice devil of Eklund County, okay? Okay. <clears throat> this first sighting alleged to have occurred at uh, or on September 3rd of 1989. So, you know, not that long ago for old people like Mike and I, but uh, actually, what, quite a, while, quite a while ago, 35 years? Almost 35 years? <clears throat> the Dice Devil of Eklund County, also known as the Eklund County Entity, was an unidentified humanoid seen by three teenage boys in the woods near Munson, Arkansas, back in 1989. This sighting also apparently... Uh, was the beginning of a UFO uproar of the of the same time in the same area. Um, not sure if there's any legit connections between this bizarre dice devil man and the ensuing UFO sightings, but you never know. There's only one time that this dice devil was seen, Mike. Just really? once, and that's only that's one time too many, if you ask me. As I mentioned, on September 3rd, 1989, three teenage boys uh, were in their back bedroom of their family home, alone playing a game, when they claimed to have heard a series of loud bangs from the nearby woods. All the boys agreed that the sounds were not gunshot. They were all gunshots. They were all familiar with gunshot sounds living in a rural area. But after looking out the window of the bedroom and seeing an unexplained orange light weaving amongst the trees about 300 yards away, well, they decided to go check it out. After, of course, grabbing their daddy's shotgun. Probably a wise decision, just for protection. You never know what the hell's out there. You ever seen an orange bright light, mic and decided to check it out with a shotgun? No. Okay, neither. Uh. Now, reaching the small wooded area... The boys encountered what they described as a mysterious-looking man in a suit with deep red skin. They would later describe it as the color of a cherry. And in case you were wondering, we did have a successful time-traveling excursion because, shocking, we're suffering internet connection problems here, but we're going to forge forth... To the best of our abilities, Mike, I believe the last thing I read about the Dice Devil of Eklund County. Yes. We just got started on this one, but the last thing I mentioned about his description was the skin being the color of a cherry, for gosh sakes. Well, that's quite devilish. Very devilish, hence In the, the, name. the uh, traditional devil with horns and stuff. Oh, gosh, absolutely. I mean, fork tail and a pitchfork and all that hype. I don't know if this one includes a pitchfork or anything like that, but we'll see. No, it doesn't. I'm sure not. Um, the Dice Devil was described to have slick black hair, a black mustache, and a horn and horn-like protrusions from his forehead. There you go. There you uh, go. Hence the devil descriptions. The boys, or this made the boys immediately uncomfortable. Uh, I do not blame them. Oh, excuse me. I just like gulped on my own breath there. That was an odd sensation. <clears throat> But the boys remained silent, and the man approached them smiling. Smiling. Mm. You remember when we talked about injured Cole, the smiling yes. man? Ugh, <laughs> creepy. 
Uh, he was then said to greet them in a European accent, of all things, mm. seemingly speaking in the teenagers' minds directly without moving his mouth. Okay. Telepathically. So telepathically, telepathically, he came across as European. <laughs> so, te- you know, so from your mind, if it's telepathic and you're not actually forming the words with your mouth, it still comes across with an accent. That's interesting. I mean, I... Uh, very interesting. I mean, why would it not, I suppose? I mean, sure. I, you hear several alleged... God, I gotta stop using the word alleged. Every time I say the word alleged, I wish I could pinch myself in a private area. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wait till... You're yeah, done. later when I I'm guess done. you can pinch all you want. Okay, I'll go... I'll count the alleged times that I said alleged, and then I'll uh, pinch myself, yes. allegedly. So, speaking through the teenagers' minds directly, as we said, um, asking for directions to the nearest town. I mean, even dice devils need directions. They get lost every now and then. After the boys gave him some very vague directions to the nearby Munson, he offered them a small carved stone dice as a thank you, suggesting Hmm. suggesting that it would, this is a quote now, yeah. That it would be good for the game they were playing. Now, how in the heck would he know what game they were playing up in their bedroom before they saw this? Uh, telepathically. Telepathically. Apparently. Mind reading. Uh, the teenagers were distracted by the unusual dice, which bore cryptic symbols instead of numbers. But when they looked up, the man had vanished as if he had zapped, that's a quote again, out of existence. And then suddenly realizing the terror of the situation, three boys ran back to the homes and hid until the brother's mother returned from work hours mm. later. I wonder where they hid. Well, they were terrified, obviously. Yeah, like... Did you say why? Oh, oh I, okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I thought you said why they hid. You said where did I, I they wonder, hid? I wonder where they hid. Okay, I'm like sorry. Under the bed or in a closet or behind the toilet? You I know, do not know. So, Mike, I have to say this this real quick. For yes, our future YouTube episodes and future uh, Patreon video episodes, I like the setup you have it now. I think it looks really good. This would be a very good visual for, for YouTube viewers right now or Patreon viewers. I think Absolutely. I think how you switched it up, I think it looks good. I think you did a good job. Oh, thank you. I, I, I thank you. <laughs> so, Mike, um, just because we've had such bad internet connections, knock on wood, we're, we're going to have to fly through a lot of these, but any... Any thoughts, any vibes on the, what, the potential reality of this dice devil and what it may or may not have been? Well, you know, it almost, with the uh, with that dice with the cryptic symbols on it. Yeah, that's the weird, that's it, weird. It, it almost reminds me of a, of a um, UFO encounter, uh, an alien type thing that sure. would have this with cryptic, you know, but, you know, the way it described that he looks, it... I don't know. It just totally throws it off. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know if it's. I don't know. I don't know if it's paranormal in nature. You know. Um, yeah. Well, purely, the thing purely I, cryptid. Uh, the thing I appreciate about it is that he was obviously not a danger to these kids. Um, no, sure didn't seem I like mean, it. Wanted directions and gave him a gift as a thank you. So definitely no malicious activity at all but just seeing that thing no matter how friendly it is you know yeah. or maybe it was uh, somebody made up in a costume at that's a thing could party it, could have been could it have been an elaborate ho- elaborate hoax you know i i get well it. anything anything 
could be an elaborate hoax. Yes, of course. Any of these things. Now, this next one is an interesting alleged encounter. Oh, there's that damn word. Fuck! Okay, I'm going <laughs> to... Pinch yourself. Oh, okay. I just pinched myself. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> uh, this, okay, this yes. next one, Mike, that I'd like to uh, share is the Grafton Mount Monster. Or <laughs> the Monster. The Monster. The Grafton Monster or... Beast of Grafton, which was hmm. a supposed cryptid encounter which took place in 1964 in Taylor County, West Virginia. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for some craziness here? We actually have a uh, Grafton, North Dakota. Do you? Yes, I've been there. There's a big, uh, very creepy state hospital there that's still in use, but I've been in there and it... It is crazy. That wasn't the one that we drove past when we went to Tagus. No. Oh, no, okay. No. Okay. This right. is north of Fargo, actually. But anyway, go ahead. All righty. Um, just, of course, because it wouldn't be the paranormal zone if things didn't continue to go wrong. My phone totally froze up. And, oh, there it finally came back. Okay. Woohoo! But it came up on the wrong freaking uh, creature. <laughs> okay. Which one are you... Mike, you, okay. Mike, read the Grafton monster encounter from the yes. link I just sent you. I'm seriously, my phone is like dead. What the hell? Okay, save <laughs> save the podcast, Mike. Save it. I will save it. The Grafton monster. I am finding it right now. <laughs> I know. This is so bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, the type is humanoid, of course, what we're talking about. Uh, June 16th, 1964 is the first sighting. And the last sighting was actually in 1964. One-time encounter, right? Yes, uh, in the United States, in Tyler, Taylor County, West Virginia, Virginia. <laughs> or Virginia. I live in Virginia. <laughs> okay, so. That's, uh, okay. Oh, God. Am I derailing everything from No, from no, no, no. Here problems? we go. Okay. The Grafton Monster is described as being seven to nine feet tall, four feet wide, and having white seal-like skin. I do not like this. The seal. monster also possesses no discernible head. The Grafton monster's head was rested in the middle of its chest. The Grafton monster has a very deep bellow being heard for miles. Uh, the sightings uh, on June 16, 1964, Robert Cockrell got off work at... The local newspaper publication, the Grafton Sentinel, now known as the Mountain Statesman, at 11 p.m. and journeyed home uh, as he drove down Yates Avenue along the western banks of the Tigert River. He turned a curve in the road and encountered the Grafton monster, describing it as a huge white obstruction with slick white skin and no head. He rushed home terrified and called his friends Jerry Morse and Jim Mouser to accompany him for further investigation at the scene. There is no sight of the monster, but the grass was trampled where it once stood, and a low whistling sound followed them as they investigated. <whistles> the next day at work, Cockrell said nothing to his co-workers about the monster. However, upon hearing of other sightings, he decided to speak up. More than 
20 calls came in from people who allegedly, allegedly, and allegedly cited the monster. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Robert Cockrell wrote an article in the Grafton Monster, on the Grafton Monster, which was published in the Sentinel on June 18th. Following these sightings, groups of teenagers went in search of the Grafton Monster, dubbing it Monster Hunting. Several of them even reportedly cited the monster. More sightings followed, but no physical evidence was ever found. In the Tigard Valley, a farmer called Terry captured a video of the Grafton monster. Interesting. Okay, now let, let's just let, let's backtrack a little bit here. Okay. Yes. The Grafton monster. How tall was it allegedly, or how? Seven to nine feet. And it didn't have a head. Yes, it was centered on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you're going to have a head, that's the, probably the best place to have it. No, I'm bumping on the. <laughs> that's very true. On a tree limb or something. So either, but anyway, either <clears throat> it either doesn't have a head or like the world's thickest neck. Where yeah. you just can't. Right. You can't. There is no discernible difference. Between where the head ends and the shoulders and whatnot begins. Right. Well, and actually, maybe instead of nipples, that's where the eyes went. Oh, eyes, eyes you for know. nipples, or nipples for eyes. Ooh. Yeah, we just lost another couple of listeners. You know, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, that's going to pop up somewhere down the road. You know, the 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 Tanzania nipple monster or something, you know? What I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, it had I heard about it on this one podcast a long time ago. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I, I believe Mike in all sincerity, when I was briefly looking through this earlier today, one of the um, alleged, oh, Jesus Christ, Koffenberg, one of the supposed, um, <laughs> which means alleged. Yeah, I know. Um, supposed, <laughs> Explanations for what this thing was was merely misidentification of someone. I'm not joking. Someone mm -hmm. pushing a shopping cart overflowing with goods. I'm talking about like, you know, the stuff you go buy at a market. Mm -hmm. The shopping cart was so full with goods and supplies that someone down the road mistook it for a, a moving mobile beast because they couldn't see the human behind the cart pushing said cart. I like the way you said beast. <laughs> so it's like, okay, come on now. You, I mean, I understand, being, <clears throat> I understand being a little cynical every now and then. I definitely understand being skeptical. But come on. I mean, exactly. Really, how well, stupid do you think some people are that they would not recognize? Well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should backtrack. <laughs> maybe I'll backtrack a little bit here. Do you think it was someone just simply misidentifying an overflowing shopping cart? Well, that's a yeah, you know, it's a good theory, I guess. Is it? No, but <laughs> <laughs> but there is an explanation that is written here. Oh shit! I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. What is it then? Okay, the explanation that they have is one teen teenager that was interviewed suggested that the Grafton monster may have been an escaped polar bear. An escaped hmm. polar bear in West Virginia. Yes. However, he from gave no suggestions as to where it could have escaped from. On June 19th, 1964, the Grafton Sentinel published an article claiming 
The sightings of the Grafton monster were the personification of active imaginations. Mm -hmm. It claimed the monster may have resulted from an individual pushing. Oh, yeah, exactly. A hand cart <laughs> loaded with high, loaded high with boxes, I, walking yeah. along Riverside Drive on Tuesday night in the late evening, half light. The person and the hand cart well, well, yeah, took on a weird shape. Exactly. Isn't that just, I, I don't know. I mean, come on. Mm. <laughs> but Robert Cockrell would later contact paranormal author uh, Gray Barker, who popularized tales of the Mothman. In a letter written to Cockrell, Barker suggested that the Grafton monster could possibly be an alien visitor from another planet. Others have also suggested that it could have been an interdimensional traveler. Okay, so a, he ah. a headless, seven-foot-tall, easily misidentified yeah. interdimensional traveler. Okay. Well, I have some artwork here, and some peop that people have have drawn some pictures of what they think they saw. Is and it a shopping cart? No, it looks like a like a. Like a big troll with uh, his head like oh, hanging sure. down and <laughs> a very bulky, <laughs> bulging, bulging, beastly <laughs> creature. And it looks like he's wearing well, a torn loincloth. Well, now of course it would. It has to cover yeah. up its or it, some its kind privates. of a animal fur. Now, Mike, when we mm. broke up earlier today, I mean, we didn't break up like as a couple or anything like that, but when, when we were losing uh, <laughs> internet connection uh -huh. and all that good stuff. Uh, Got it. Uh -huh. Go ahead. I was mentioning uh, some of the wild, weird, wacky stuff that we were going to skip over. Like, did you hear me talk about the bunny man, the alleged bunny man cryptid, where it was, uh, um, again, oh, I said alleged again. God dang it. Was that? That's not the bunyip, is it? No, no, no. The bunny no. man. The bunny man. It, it's bunny man. Okay. It is quite literally. We're not going to talk about it because I, I. It could be anything. It's just absolutely ridiculous. People claim that it was actually like a bipedal humanoid. Go figure. Bunny, but yet it was carrying like a knife, and it committed murder that night. Um. Again, all. Hearsay, oh, I don't know if it's hearsay. Who the hell knows if there's any ounce of truth to it and stuff, but... Well, and in the other hand, it was carrying an Easter basket where it right. the heads of the people that he murdered. Yes. Died heads. Yes. No. Oh, good God. Okay, I'm sorry about that. All right, Mike, let's see here. Um, man, we got some good ones here. We got an elephant... Uh, an, we got an elephant humanoid... Could talk about that one, um, but I, I choose not to just because, first and foremost, I want to say something to you, Mike. Have you ever mm. been referred to as an abominable swamp slob? Well, before I lost all my weight, yes, <laughs> <laughs> and no, you have not. And no, now I'm now I'm uh, an abominable swamp skinny person. I just want to what? click on this guy right now because I love the name. We're going to talk about the Billy Whack Monster. Are the you Billy Whack? The, have you heard of the Billy Whack I'm monster? getting there. Oh, I see. Uh, the Banshee. Now, this is a legend that was originated in California. Supposedly, the Billy Whack Monster is a tall, muscular, ape-like humanoid that is covered in gray hair and is... Long ram-like horns. There's those damn horns That's again. That's a nasty-looking drawing of that. 
Uh, the monster supposedly torments the pupils of various high schools. Mm. Such torments include throwing 50-pound rocks at people's cars and pounding its giant hands on the hoods of said car. It's also been reported that it carries a giant club. Well, of course it would. Um, not enough of the billywhack monster. <laughs> yeah. But hell of a drawing of it, though. Pretty cool drawing. Yeah, pretty yeah. cool drawing. Interesting. Which one did I write? To? Oh, yeah, the gender... Ooh, gender... Ooh, ooh. This one I briefly looked at a couple days ago. Excuse <clears throat> me, Mike. I keep getting like these... The gender... Gender Uwa. The gender or gender uwo. It's sounded out. That's how it's spelled. Gender. Then U gender. W O. Or okay. U W A. Okay. This is again a supposedly mythical, potentially real creature from Java, Indonesia. It is described, Mike, as reddish or black skinned. A large hairy humanoid with large and with a large and muscular body. Within Javanese mythology, this creature is said to be supernatural in nature, with the ability to dis disappear and appear at will or transform into a human. Now mm, there are shape shapeshifting. Yes, there are quite a few on this list that have shape shifting qualities. Again, another fascinating, potentially real phenomena. The gender uwo, gender uwu, gender uwa, is described generally, again, as a muscular, hairy humanoid, reddish, black skin, and there's that word, bulging eyes, beastly bulging eyes. But because of its supernatural ability, it sometimes may appear at first as a hairy dwarf humanoid, only to quickly transform into a gigantic humanoid when approached by a human. Hmm. Defense mechanism, maybe. I think you hit your mic, Mike, because you're muted. I can't hear a damn thing you're saying. Okay. So, I was just going to say it, <laughs> it prefers go. to be called uh, a, a, a little person, not oh. not a dwarf. Okay. Mute your mic again. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I know you're ah, See that get into my freaking brain like an earwig. <laughs> Um, anyway, it is also wow, said this to, gets crazy. This gets I really know. great. Go, go ahead. Keep going. Um, it is also said to, to have the ability to communicate with humans and even transform into humans to trick others. It is said that the gender uwo possess magnificent sex drives and hypnotic skills. The gender uwo seduce women by transforming into their husbands and inhabit the female's uterus to gain sexual satisfaction for both itself and the women it inhabits. It sounds like a common night at the Carbonell household. Wow. It sounds parasitic to me. Ooh, creepy. Very, very creepy either way. So, oh, and it can even produce human gender... Uh, whoa, woo. <laughs> it's tough to hybrid, say. <laughs> hybrids from... So, so where are they? I mean, wouldn't we see them or, or, or what? Yeah, it, that's, I don't know. There's nothing really mentioned about the supposed human gender woo hybrids, but you can definitely imagine. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Yeah, we're skipping some of the stuff about some of these um, 
obscure yeah. mentions of the yeah, we, <laughs> erotic film genre of cryptids. We don't yeah. need to dive into that. The uh, gender rule is as great granddaddy. It's granddaddy. It's been described as okay. Don't read any. Further. I'm, not, I'm not going to go any okay. further than that. <laughs> okay, Especially make... the uh, poop for Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You make me nervous. You make me nervous. Oh, well, that's all, <laughs> that's all we need to really dive into because it gets in kind of adult in nature there, boys and girls. I'll tell it you that right does, now. and you know. So what? What is that kind of? It's not the. Um, I'm drawn an absolute, absolute blank, Mike. It's. Oh man, the to be overcome sexually by either. Why am I drawing a blank? There's a male version of it and the incubus. Jesus, a succubus okay. and incubus. Succubus and incubus. Yes. So that kind of seems similar in nature a bit to me, a little. Yeah. Just a oh, little yeah. bit, but um. Yeah, the hypnotic uh, trance that it puts the women in. Yeah, mm. I, I, I don't know. I, I again, everybody. Do we believe all this stuff is is legit? No, we're not saying that, but it's fascinating because a hell of a lot of people do, and a lot of people claim to have encountered these. So exactly. um, you have to you have to listen to everything. You can't just tell everyone and say, "Hey, no, you're wrong. Shut up." That's what I do to Mike too often. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I do. And I let it happen. No, you, I do not, and you do not. Come on. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Anyway, what do you got next? Oh, I got quite a few of them here, Mike. Got quite a few of them. Did you ever think about mentioning the abominable swamp slob? Well, I said I you, asked you if you have been referred to it before. See, see, that's where my memory goes. <laughs> that was like not even five minutes ago. <laughs> yep, that's how it goes. All right, go ahead. Do you remember where you are right now? Yes. Okay, I'm just asking. Just asking. I am at home in some room surrounded by things I don't know what they are. <laughs> okay. And some woman who lives inside my house. Now, Mike, we would be uh, remiss to not mention at least um, what is featured on the, the episode picture for humanoid terrors. I'm talking about, of course... Those darn pale crawlers, Mike. Some people yes. refer to them as perhaps the rake, maybe a relative of the rake, uh, similar in nature and appearance for sure. Very, very much so, yeah. I might have mentioned it earlier in the episode. Uh, I'm not sure if that photo that I used is a known hoax. I don't know if it is a photo, legit photo of some unknown entity. I really don't, but I love the picture. I think it's creepy. And it's perfect for the topic. But... There's no denying the encounters that people have shared with such, oh, God, they're just eerie looking. These just, how else can you describe them? They're pale. They, mm -hmm. They're, they're ugh, I was going to say slimy, but they're not slimy. <laughs> um, they should be slimy. They look like they should just be oozing with, you know, horrendous, odorous ooze. Yeah, like, <laughs> I can't like, think of anything else like, to say. Like smelly, moist skin. I, I thank you for using the word moist. Yeah. Well, I had to throw that in a little bit. But, pale, but yeah, they're... Go ahead. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, the pale crawlers, definitely a phenomenon. Um, enigmas that tend to appear at night. Entities, maybe you want to refer to them. Nocturnal creepy bastards. We'll call them them. The humanoid creatures... 
humanoid in nature for sure, described as thin, described by eyewitnesses as thin and pale, long limbs with claws, and large black eyes. They are also known to be incredibly fast, stealthy, and smart. <laughs> Man, mm. I don't like the sound of that. Uh, confirmed. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you out. Oh, I was, I was just going to share some of these listed confirmed yeah. sightings. And it is, the sightings are actually worldwide. It's not just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just, you know, specific areas of the country. It's worldwide. Anyway. It's a worldly pale crawler. Yes. Uh, some of these confirmed sightings, some of the dates include June 14th, 2008. July 23rd, 2013, April 19th, 2022, not that long ago. One of the sightings is detailed as near a forested area in Higgins Lake, Michigan. The sighting described two unnamed men where one was injured and one was killed. Police passed it off as a bear attack officially. The validity of the bear attack is, however, unlikely as video that has since been lost was shown to have disproved that theory. Okay, what? Read that. I'm going to read that again. Validity yeah. of the bear attack is unlikely as video that has since been lost, of course it has, was shown to mm -hmm. have disproved that theory. Now, again, is this a lot of hot garbage, a lot of rumors in the cryptid fandom community? Or was there legit video of something unexplained taken down these poor souls. Hmm. Don't know. Hmm. The 2013 sighting took place upstate New York near Niagara where a crawler was seen by a park ranger who would lose his job to, quote, unruly conduct, poor mental capability, and an inability to distinguish reality from fiction. The he thought he was crazy. He thought that man was nuts. The crawler was caught on camera, but the ranger service confiscated it as official evidence. There you go again. Supposed video that is confiscated. Cover it up. Yep, cover it up. Oh, I'm seeing a pattern here. Uh, the 2022 sighting took place in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. The sighting of a possible crawler occurred on the intersection of Tell and Bray due to its location it has been debated whether this was a crawler, Fleshgate, or the infamous Beast of Bray Road. Uh, we've mm. talked about that Beast of Bray yes. Road before. Now there's a hell of a lot of unconfirmed sightings, Mike. This first one here that I'm, that I'm going to share is pretty intriguing. April 2nd, 1946, an alleged sighting of a pale crawler. After returning home from Europe, Sergeant... Did I say that again? God damn. Yeah, but go ahead. Pinchy, it's okay. Pinchy time. Pinchy time. <laughs> <sighs> After her returning home from Europe, Sergeant McKay of the 4th Infantry Division in the U.S. military claimed he saw, quote, an unimaginable creature that was, again, quote, pale with hollow eyes, and that the eyes saw him and pierced him. Now, does he mean the eyes pierced through him? You know, not literally, but you know how the saying goes, the eyes pierced right through. Yeah, very piercing. Now, whether this was a crawler is open to interpretation, as it happened so long ago, 1946, as a matter of fact. With Sergeant McKay's death in 2017, the facts may never 
be known as truth. However, he remained adamant that what he saw was 100% real. And it was, in fact, the cause of his PTSD. Wow. So what could he be describing if he saw something that he worded as an unimaginable creature, pale and hollow eyes that pierced through him? You know, this is a sergeant. This is a, this is a military man. Um, again, I, again, I'm not saying all military people are saints, <laughs> and they never lie. I'm not saying that. But I was a sergeant in the military, and I wasn't too bad. You weren't too bad. No, 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 no. You, you've only, <laughs> yeah, well, I won't say anything. So anyway. anything that pops in your brain, Mike? I mean, we've all heard all the crazy, wacky um, World War II, you know, well, we, what, what, how would you describe it? I don't want to say a goblin, but like the gremlins, you know, that supposedly oh, hacked absolutely. those damn airplanes, you know. I mean, what pops into your brain? Well, you know, the, the drawing or the photo of it, I mean, it's a very well-known photo or the glowing eyes and it's, you know, that mm-hmm. sitting in that position and everything. You know, it, it's just so spectral-like and, you know, could be gremlin-like. I don't know, but it's... Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, to look at that picture, you you really get a feeling of like if that's real, I I wouldn't want to deal with it. Oh God, that that is nightmare material. Yeah, very much so. Absolute nightmare material. Mm. Another encounter took place uh, June seventh, nineteen eighty eight. One Theo and Marty Kronk and Alexis Grace in Independence, Missouri. We're driving to the friend's house when they witnessed a large white creature that leaped over the guardrail of the bridge they were on and swung its hand at them. It was also seen in September of the same year by Dave Browning in Corning, Iowa, who was driving his semi-truck when he saw the creature crawling around outside the warehouse he worked at. I just... When I hear things like crawling around... And you, right. you look at this image that's like the podcast image itself. Oh, my gosh. It gives me the flipping heebie-jeebies, Mike. It's um, very impish. Imp and like a, well, and a, a large imp. <laughs> very large, impish, uh, frightening creature. I don't like it. I don't like these pale crawlers at all. No. Or does impish mean small? Am I wrong? I, I could be using the wrong word. But okay. yeah, it, it is. I'll say you're right. It is crazy, yeah. There are so many of these. Um, I, I was going to say it, but I said it. I was going. Damn it! It's, <laughs> but these sharp claws, Mike. The sharp claws. Yeah. The the sunken, perhaps maybe empty eye sockets altogether. I don't hell. I don't. Which, which you can see in that. I don't know. I. I've seen it so many times that I can't tell if it's supposed to be a photograph or probably right. just a drawn image, but right. those eyes, as they do look sunken and, and hollow, but mm-hmm. with with that bright, shining flashlight-looking light coming out of them. Are you familiar with Lord of the Rings, Mike? I, I get a Gollum vibe. Like the Gollum. Yes, actually. My precious, I need my precious. See, that's not nearly as terrifying as your E.T. impersonation. Um, well, I, I can 
Don't do it. I won't do it. Don't do it. I won't do it. Gave you nightmares as a young child. By the way, shout out to a listener, longtime listener, uh, Adam, friend of the podcast, uh, Adam Kelly, because he he sent us a a wonderful, or sent me and you, a wonderful gif of a squealing E.T. from the uh, the classic (laughs) E.T. movie saying, I need this right now from you and myself. And so, yeah, he he enjoyed the idea of me being terrified by Yes. Thank you, Adam, for that. That is absolutely awesome and i i it was it on twitter it was on the twit yes okay yeah and i you know i hate the thought of that i'm not on there as much as i should be so in in my new setup right now i think i'll be able to be more comfortable doing that so oh sure absolutely i will i will will check that out yeah i miss you on i miss you on the twit mike yeah i i I miss it too we used to have a lot of good uh back and forth banter you and i yes oh we shall again and now it is no more mike is no it it shall continue mike is too good for the twit (laughs) no i'm not Uh, no i'm not too good for nothing Anyway, what do you got next year? I want to hear something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one I want to dive into is known affectionately as the Beast of the Land Between the Lakes. It's intriguing for sure. If if it sounds like I'm I'm stalling because I my phone is effing me up again, so I'm I'm I have to reset and literally well, I got type it in. Oh, you got it up? Okay. Oh, that sounded terrible. Oh, that's an awesome uh, drawing of that. Looks kind of werewolfish. Lay it on us, Mike. What the hell do is the oh, lake okay. monster thing or between the, the beast, lakes? The beast of the land between the lakes in Kentucky is said to resemble a gigantic half-man, half-wolf that walks on two legs, hence the uh, look of the werewolf. And has five-fingered human hands ending in vicious claws. The creature is said to stand over seven feet tall with massive crushing jaws and glowing eyes. Actually, sounds like my great Pyrenees. I thought you were going to say your ex-wife again. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But anyway, uh, there are several legends. Wait, God dang it. (laughs) There are several legends. That's loading up still in it. I oh, lost sure. it. But anyway, there are several legends attached to the beast. How many legends? Story- How many? Yes. Yeah, several. Okay, just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> um, one story begins with a Native American creature with the ability to shapeshift. That's right. I, I love these shapeshifters. Yes, awesome. Funny. Another legend speaks of a man who left Europe in the 1800s to settle between the rivers. So there must be two rivers with land in between. With the shrubbery and the white picket fence along the way. <laughs> and more shrubbery. You must bring me a shrubbery. Shrubbery. Nice to Anyway, this man supposedly possessed a disease that turned him mad after nightfall. The disease was believed to be genetic and was passed from parent to child over the years. So there would have been more of these generationally oh hell yeah uh they remained in seclusion never going to school or having the desire to socialize with others until one day when they went silent many believed that the family had died an investigation in the early 1900s revealed that their homestead was vacant and abandoned early accounts from french explorers and traders in the region speak of their being warned 
of the shadowy presence of a loop guru. Oh, hell yeah, absolutely. That is totally yes. familiar to Paranomaly Zone listeners. Yes. Uh, by Shawnee Fur Traders. A later legend claims that the monster is a spirit of a shape-shifting Shawnee shaman. That's got a great ring to it. Shawnee shaman. Well, yeah, we'll talk about alliteration. Shape-shifting Shawnee shaman. That's right. <laughs> Who was killed in wolf form by the inhabitants of his village for abusing his powers. His spirit is said to still walk the woods in search of revenge. Accounts of the creature from the early days of American expansion into Kentucky tell of hunters disappearing in the woods and of strange, unnatural howls that echoed through the forests at night. At this time, bison still roamed wild in Kentucky, and hunters would sometimes encounter mutilated carcasses of these massive animals. Now, that's saying a lot. Well, and this stuff isn't about a big bison and this isn't stuff that to, to, to sneeze at you know or you know this to snicker at because these are right. these are documented accounts i mean no one exactly no one knows for sure what caused these these mutilations we still don't know We're, we we still talk about cattle mutilations all the flipping time exactly um, well yeah like these uh, you know the bison um they're they lay half eaten in the deep grass their throats ripped open by massive claws even now, with the efforts to restore the bison to Kentucky, the rangers and herd managers occasionally find calves missing. After one of the young goes missing, the herd is reputedly spooked for days, sticking together in the close formation of the animals used to protect themselves from predators. Yeah. Now, now, that could be, you know, wolves taking the, you know, the young ones and... Well, of and course. causing the of course, defensive grouping. So, but there are modern sightings, though. You know, some of these wild, you know, or these descriptions of like the wild howling, you know, like howling that they yeah. haven't heard before. I mean, these are experienced woodsmen. These are people who know what they encounter, know what they have here, for the most part. You know, there's always stuff that goes unexplained, but man, to, to, tie the two and two together with these mysterious, unexplained and terrifying howls and these mutilations. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a classic, the classic seeds for a, for a horror story, you know, and it could be, it it could, they could have a very rational explanation, but why talk rationale when you're talking all things wacky and weird on the paranormal? So we we love thinking about these as, um, more than just more than just the ordinary explanations, but the beast of the land between the lakes, man, another one. I like that one, man. Hmm. Kind of terrifying. I, the, I, at the end of this this story about this, yeah, 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 creature. Uh, there is one comment that somebody had written, uh, uh, referring to it, and I'd like to read that. It's just short, but it makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Please. There are creatures that science refuses to recognize, but if our eyes see it, if our cameras capture it, does it exist? <laughs> there, that's the ultimate question, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that yeah kind of profound thing there? Well, I can It's similar kind of in nature to the question I asked you last week, Mike. You know, and for our, all of our listeners, obviously, to think about it too. Is like, is it even technically possible? Will we ever, ever be able to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt to those wonderful pseudo-skeptics or even science itself 
that ghosts are real, that ghosts exist. Is it theoretically possible to prove it? You know, um, kind of similar question well, in nature. In the, in the words of our great friend, Mr. Z. <laughs> we seem to mention no, that episode. Exactly. It is not possible. <laughs> Which, hey, like we said, we respect him very much and his opinions. So, Mike, I mean, I hate to cut this short, but this is... Uh, right. I think... Um, we're pushing our luck here. We haven't had internet any internet connections for the last like thirty minutes. That's that's great. Um, unfortunately, we're running late. Uh, I want to get the episode out before the evening is through. It is a couple hours before midnight. Yeah, I always release it late at night. I, it's probably not the most uh, opportune time to release new episodes. But I wanted to ask you this before, Mike: the possibility that any or all or a good percentage. Or none of these could be explained as not humanoid cryptids. But I wrote these down. I wrote this down on my professional notes. These are, in fact, human abominations of some sort. And I see. I wrote, yeah, her too. Um, <laughs> I wrote down. Sorry. Melon heads. As an example, you remember the story of the melon heads? Um, yeah, I've been called that a few times. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> These are, well, that story goes referring to the mel melon head kind of creepy story. Encounters with, well, I'll just say it, human-like beings with gigantic noggins. Okay, and mm -hmm. very alien-like in nature. Roaming through the woods, you know, where was it? It wasn't in New Jersey. I can't remember exactly where, where it was. But a lot of people sit there and claim that the true answers to these, these encounters with these wild melon heads, they were escaped medical patients who were suffering from the disease that causes enlarged craniums, Mike. Mm. Uh, I know you know the story. What is the possibility that all of these, if not most, are simply, simply, they're real. People did see them, but they're unfortunate humans suffering some sort of, I don't know, physical, how the hell you want well, to disfigurement, I, deformity, uh, birth defect, disease, any number of things. I mean, what do you think about that possibility? Or interbreeding. That too, yes. But, but um... You know, I don't think there's a very large percentage of, of, of that. You know, I think there's more, it's more of a case of um, misidentification, misinterpretation. There's a lot of that. Um, but well, hell, on the it other could hand, be, it could be an overstuffed shopping cart. You never know. Exactly. But uh, I was going to say, on the other hand, I think that there is a good part of them, a good majority of them that have some truth in them, you know, where, it, where it, uh, the legend starts and it, it goes on. Uh, it could start from truth like they often do, you know, embellished over the decades or generations. If, if, but when you talk about the, these things that are still being seen and experienced and, you know, by so many reputable people, you, you got to think some kind of, you know, fact to it. Oh, of course. The, the, I, yep, I, I agree with you 195% on that one, Mike. 
Um, you can't just yeah. automatically dismiss everything, but you have to sit there. Um, you have to be reasonable at the same time. You, you can't, Absolutely. You can't immediately believe. You can't immediately dismiss. You have to look into it with an open mind, learn the story, yeah. learn the backstory, gather a little info, and then make, make your decision. Um, yeah. That's the only fair way to do that. It really, it, it really is. That's Mike, great. before we wrap up here, and thank you for making this work. We are running late, and I apologize for that again. I apologize for your internet connection, everybody. Hope everyone has enjoyed this episode as uh, <laughs> discombobulated as it has been. Discombobulated. Uh, check out our Patreon page. I did post um, a clip from our last episode. Mike, you thought mm-hmm. that was a pretty weird audio anomaly we picked up on the last episode. I mean, absolutely, that's fantastic. I mean, boys and girls, if you want to, you can just go to YouTube and you can find it for free. <laughs> yeah. um, I get that. I totally get that. But if you want to support the podcast, you can sign up for as little as a buck a month. A shit ton of really cool content over there, exclusive content, including our own personal uh, paranormal investigations. Well, our investigations in total, but you know what I mean, clips from an audio and video clips from our paranormal investigations and so on and so forth. And almost 70 damn exclusive Patreon episodes you can't find anywhere else. But that little clip was kind of cool, Mike. That's not the only interesting thing on there. I don't know how to explain that. It sounded like a like a, a female humming voice, like a whimsical tone, singing perhaps, humming in the background while you were talking, while you were drawing the winner, the name yep. of the winner, Miss Angela Don. Before you said that, there was something in the background that is inexplainable, unexplainable. You sent me. You sent me that clip, right? I did. Of course, I did. Yeah, yes, because I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That, it's awesome. Yeah. And we had some pretty big orbs at the same time, didn't we? If I remember they're flop, correctly, they're flopping around in that episode for sure. We know. We mentioned that yeah. um, before we started recording. You know, we saw them on on camera, and then lo and behold, this audio was picked up. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's kind of pretty awesome. Like it, um, I, I like it a lot. It's pretty interesting. But anyways, Mike, that necessary evil out of the way. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was, well, you know what it was, the Paranomaly Zone. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope to see you we'll next time. We'll be better next time, I promise. Uh, is that I gotta, promise? That's a disclaimer I have to put at the end of every okay, episode. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a promise we <laughs> intend to keep, but will we? Well, you got to tune in next week to see if we do or not. Mike, until then, what do our paranormal friends of the podcast need to do. Well, everybody just needs to peace out.